Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradigm. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and generational prosperity. I believe that there are families and businesses that have learned to give a new definition to the word success from a kingdom perspective. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 20 to 30 minutes where we take traditional thinking and turn it upside down. Hello, everyone. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist. Welcome to another episode of Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builders Spotlight. And I do I have an incredible guest for all of you today. This is actually a good friend of mine, Joe Kessie. He is the founder and president of Fidelis First. And you're going to want to hear this story. You're going to want to understand this journey. And so when you think about investing in the world of real estate, what I want you to do is take everything that you've ever thought of. I want you to take every way that you've ever looked at it, and I want you to forget all of that. And you know that this is redefining success. This is about kingdom builders. What Joe is doing is looking at what is possible in this space from a kingdom perspective. And this man has just an incredible heart. We may get into it a little bit, but I mean, he's helped coach my son through some ideas and thinkings on how to do some real estate. He is a man that is full of generosity, but he's also a man with an incredible story. Like it didn't like for everyone, it didn't start out this way. And so I'm looking forward to just kind of capturing all of that and you getting to walk along and just hear more of what he's doing, but also understand his viewpoint and step into his worldview for a little while, because I think when you do, you're going to learn a ton because he's already taught me a ton. So Joe, thank you so much for being on the show today. Wow, Eric. That was, I mean, that's a, that's quite an introduction. Thank you very much. (laughs) It was very sincere. I meant every single bit of it. Um, Hey, here's what I want to do. And I've always kind of found this to be the easiest. What I think would be awesome is start out with just like give my listeners a 30,000 foot view of you, of life, of family, kind of of where you are today. And if you want to kind of go and go ahead and go there, what kind of comes up, like what brought you here? Like, how did you get here? Well, I'm going to start with where we're at now, because I'm super proud of, uh, of where we are as a family. I'm super proud. Actually, I'm super proud of my wife. I'm super proud mm-hmm. of my kids. Um and I know everyone says that, and you know, I would have said that before too, but now I actually, I truly, I feel it. I don't just say it. I actually feel it. Um, you know, I've been married to the same person for 26 years awesome. and we, you know, it's kind of funny. She's the only employee I ever dated. Um, <laughs> we met in college and I owned a restaurant at the time and, and I just told all the other management, stop dating the employees. And then her and I started dating. Uh, so so she hasn't been able to get rid of me. Uh, she has been awesome. She's been through everything with me. Um, been a great sounding board. We have four kids. We have a, a, a son who's in college now. Uh, we have a senior in high school, a junior, my daughter, 
And then we have a younger guy who's a sixth grader. And, um, you know, it's where we're at now is just, if I look back five years ago, I couldn't even really visualize where we got to. Hmm. Like, I, I couldn't tell you how we would get to where we are now. Um, and, and a couple examples of that are just like, I have kids now who think, kids now who who think not only about themselves, but think about what their actions are going to do to other people and things around them, starting to take in like the whole world view of their little ecosystem and then, you know, use that to help make decisions. And it's been a really, uh, it was a hard process for me to start off with because I was not that guy. I was not raised that way. Um, my dad was, you know, he did what he, what he knew. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was a heavy hand and uh, you just, you know, you were a kid, so you were quiet and you, you stepped in line, but uh, that's not how I'm raising my children. Um, I'm, I'm trying to raise my children to think mm. and to realize that their actions have consequences. And if those are consequences they can live with, then I guess it's an action they can do. Mm. But, uh, but, but allowing them to make that decision has changed our lives uh, completely as a family. It's been, it's been fantastic. Uh, it's also opened me up to being more understanding. Uh, I don't think mm. I was a very understanding dad up until a few years ago, five years ago or so. Well, but I, that, that's a 30,000 foot view. Uh, uh, we recently just moved. We're in sunny Southern California and it has been amazing. Uh, uh, we all love it. It's been, it's, it was crazy. It's been a crazy journey to get here, but we, we got here and we love it. And uh, we surf and, uh, you know, boogie board and do all the stuff. So <laughs> that part of it's been awesome. Uh, business wise, you know, I've had a really colorful career. Um, I've been a boat captain. Uh, I worked on private charter yachts for several years. I opened my own restaurant when I was in college. I've owned a small chain of restaurants. Uh, I've owned hotels and restaurants. I've owned uh, real estate wise. I've uh, boy, I bought a lot of different types of real estate and I've been involved in a lot of transactions. And the one thing I will say about real estate is that I love it. Mm. There's something about real estate that for me, it's just, it's a passion for me. It's yeah. more than just um, a vehicle. Uh, so, so that's been really amazing. Actually, I bought my first house. Well, I thought I was buying a house. What I did was I bought a contract to buy a house when I was 17. Really? <laughs> so that was my first deal. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been phenomenal. Uh, I've been super lucky, super lucky, uh, to meet the people I've met. I mean, there are some really amazing people in real estate. There's actually some really amazing people in the world. You know that already, but I'm just saying in real estate, there's really kind, really great people, uh, for fun. My family, we're boaters. Mm. So we boated all over the world. Really? And that's kind of one of our things that we do together is boat. So uh, yeah, I, I was introduced to boating at a really young age and I was lucky enough that I was able to do it with my sons and my daughter and my mm. wife. So it's been awesome. Joe, do this for me. I think this is where I want to start is, yeah. you know, I think we can talk about the real estate and the things that you've learned, but you've you've said a couple of times until five years ago, until yeah. five years ago. So it sounds like there was like a big shift for you five years ago. And I don't think you get to where you are today without that shift. Maybe I think what would help the listeners is talk a little bit about like what was life like before that and what was kind of your thinking and your mindset? What shifted five years ago? And then 
What have you, I, I'm going to imagine it wasn't like everything was fixed five years ago. I'm going to imagine it's a journey to kind of get to where you are today. What have you learned over the last five years that have maybe, go back to this, the idea is this redefining success. Like what maybe you thought was the right way to do things and things that you've learned. I was like, well, I had to learn to do this differently. And that's why I'm really experiencing the success and the beauty of the relationships that I have today. Could you, could you kind of tell that story? Yeah, I'll tell the story. You'll, you're going to have to guide me through it a little bit, what, what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear. But, um, you know, when, when I started out, I had a very clear picture of who I wanted to be as a man. Mm-hmm. I had a very clear picture of who I wanted to be as a husband, mm-hmm. who I wanted to be as a father. Um, it was actually a picture. I, it was very vivid. It was in my mind. I could see it in my mind's mm-hmm. eye. And five years ago, I came to a point in my life where I realized I wasn't any of those things. Mm. I wasn't the husband I had committed to being for my wife because I wasn't there. Mm. Um, I wasn't the father who I'd said I was going to be because I wasn't there. And I wasn't the business owner who I said I was going to be because, again, I wasn't there. I don't Mm. know where I was. I was there physically, but I wasn't there in body, mind, spirit. You know, I, I wasn't there. Um, and I came to the realization that I, I just, I wasn't the man that I said I was going to be. And I tell you what, when you hit that point in life, uh, for me, it was devastating for me. It was, it, it, it was like, I'd gone down the tracks and all of a sudden I was on another track. So Joe, and, you're, I'm going to imagine that there are guys listening that like they're, they're sensing that a little bit. What? What was the catalyst? I, unless there wasn't, but I'm going to tell you my experience usually is there was like, there was one little catalyst that caused you to hit that moment that like you had that wake up call. It was 930. I was in my office. It was, it was during the winter. Um, and uh, I lived in Oregon at the time. So it was dark when I went to work. It was dark when I left work. It's one of the, I, I really don't like that time of year in Oregon. Mm-hmm. It's raining sideways. It's cold. Um, and I was, I was in my office and it was 930 and I didn't want to go home. Mm. I didn't want to be at work. Mm. Um, I didn't want any of those things. And I sat down and I saw someone talking about, you know, are you who you said you would be? Mm. Are you who you said you would be? Mm. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. And you know what I didn't realize is that up to that point, you know, I, I'd gotten off, I'd gone off track for about three years before that. And up to that point, I had been searching what I, I used to go to all kinds of business seminars, all kinds of business things to, to do more, to be better, to do all that stuff. And I thought, I really thought I had a business problem, but guess mm. what I didn't, I had a Joe problem Yeah, and I didn't know it. And it was that moment of realization. I mean, like I'm, I like, I'm feeling it again. Um, mm. You know, it's, it's just kind of like you sit down and you just cry. And uh, I know it's not popular for a man to say, but it's the truth. It's uh, I had a I had a good cry. I had a come to come to realization moment, and it was super hard. And and I I decided that I was going to make this change. Okay. But then you know, once I decided that I was going to change, I didn't know how to do it or what to do. Yeah. And I lucked out. I found a program that fit me. Um and. Uh, I went through the program and I went through it with some other men that were in the same situation. And, you know, I, I knew that there was more out there. I knew 
that I could be a better dad. I knew that I could be a better husband. I knew that I could be a business owner or operator. I knew I could do all of those things and I wanted it. Mm. I wanted it. And and you like, I I can't tell you how many times it would have been easier just to quit and said, Oh, Mm. I'm good. You know, I, I went this far. I'm good. I don't have to do it anymore. Uh, but I, I wanted more. I want to be, I want to be part of something bigger than me. I want to be, I want to make a difference and I don't just want to make a difference in my life, but I want to make a difference in everything I do Yeah. because you know what? The sun shines on you when you make a difference. Yeah. Life is a lot more fun. It's worth getting up in the morning. Um, you know, people say making a lot of money is great. Yes. Money is great. All right. But it's so much greater when you, when you do more than just money, mm. when you mm. make more than just money. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so I like to think that now, you know, our money makes more than just money. Um, <laughs> I love that. So I'll just tell it was a super hard time in my life. It took me about 12 months before I kind of figured out which direction to go. Okay. And that's when I realized that during that time when I was rediscovering myself and rediscovering who I'd set out to be, that I realized all the mistakes and they kind of come at you like an avalanche. Mm. And if I could take back those three years, I would almost give anything to have Mm. those three years back, to have those three years back with my oldest son, you know, to treat him the way he deserved to be treated. Mm. Um, uh, Yeah. To have those, to have those three years back with my daughter. Oh, Mm. and, uh, in the, in the, in the three years back with my wife, I mean, yeah, I'd do it. Oh, well, I, I'd give almost anything, not anything, but, but I would. But, but I'm going to just make sure you extend some grace to yourself because everything that you experienced then brought you to where you are today. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, that's the crazy thing about it is that if I hadn't gone through that, yeah, we wouldn't have what we have today. And, uh, and I didn't know that at the time. Well, and that's, I, I say that because again, out of the listeners that are here, there are going to be men who are listening who are like, I'm totally messing this up, right? I want to redefine success. I want to do things differently. And like, they feel like there's no hope. And I, I guess what I want to just share is, is, hey, no, there is hope, right? And there are possibilities and there are incredible programs out there. Um, I just want to make sure that like, so Joe and I've been through the same program. What he's talking about is a program that I've been through personally as well. Um, and so if you want to reach out to me and get more information or things like that, you can certainly do that. But and it is incredible. But without the journey, you can't get to where you are. So you can't have a story. Every hero's journey has a setback. Every hero's journey has like impossible odds, Right. And so that's what you're just telling me about where you were facing the impossible odds and you're an overcomer and how you got through it. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, uh, I thought I had a business problem, Eric. Right. I really did. I went to this event thinking I had a business problem. We're going to solve this business problem. Oh oh boy. Was I wrong? (laughs) We had a Joe problem and it was a big one. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And, uh, but once I, once I started to go, got into the program, once I, once I started to go through it, and I could see the incremental changes in myself. Mm. Uh, then it just opened everything up. Like it was like a it was it, it was like a new world. It was like I had another opportunity. I could still do what I wanted to do. I could still be 
who I set out to be when I first got married and yeah. when I started yeah. having kids and when I started building my businesses. I've had several different types of businesses in, in many different industries. Um, I've been grateful for all of them because they all taught me something. I've had setbacks in all of them as well. And you know, that's how you learn. I didn't like the setbacks at the time, but looking back on them now, they're I'm very fond of them. You know, mm. I want my kids to have those similar experiences yeah. and those similar things because, like you said, without it, you can't become who you're meant to become. That's right. That's you know? right. And hey, on that front, here's something I'm again. So two things. One, like, so you step into this and um, I'm going to imagine your experience was, I, I I think I've got a business problem. You start to discover, I don't have a business problem. I got a Joe problem. I had an Eric problem. I totally remember the same type moment. Um, but you're sitting in this place. And so you start to trust, okay, now I'm going to start solving the Joe problem. And there's two things I'd love to kind of hear you tell a little bit more. One is I'm going to imagine you had this experience where your kids are like, who is this guy? And what did you do with Joe? And how long is this guy? Is this guy really going to stay? That's that's item number one, right? Is this guy really going to stay or do we get Joe back? And then the second one, if you I'm going to imagine you had the same experience was when you stop this chaos of just focusing on business. This is where you come back to redefining success. We think we have business problems. So then we run into business to solve it is how fast did you start to see the turnaround in business when you started fixing the Joe problem? Because my own personal experience was like, it shocked me, like how fast it started to change on the business front when I started solving the Eric problem. So those two questions, like, is this, is the old Joe coming back? And then how fast did you start to see it change? So I was really fortunate. I had some really great coaches. Okay. And I had some coaches who had a lot of experience. Yeah. And so they warned me. They said, hey, don't go back and preach all the great stuff and da 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 and say this and that and start demanding stuff. Just go back and do your thing. Yeah. Just go back and be who you're meant to be. Mm. Start there. Start with yourself. And the other thing they told me too is they said, hey, guess what? It's all your fault. <laughs> and I tell you what, a guy who owns his own business has lots of people around him. Uh, you know, lots of people work for him, does really well uh, to hear that constantly. And I mean, they literally told me that all the time. <laughs> it's your fault. And and until I started to believe that, it didn't change. Mm. And I think, I think once I started to accept that and say, you know what, what if it is my fault? I may not feel like it is right now, but what if they're right? And if they're right, then I need to fix it. And I need to start working on that piece. And it's kind of, once I came to that realization that it could be my fault, you know, then why not? Fix That's it? A, I'm going to tell you, that question was a game changer for me. It sounds like it was for you too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and my first response was, no, it's not. And I started trying to come up with all the excuses and they're like, no, it's your fault. It's like, oh, this is my fault. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and I think that's the trans- when you can begin to own it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sets in. And, and that's when the change for me, that's when the change really started to happen. And yeah. that's when I started to see my kids come back around. Mm. That's when I started to see like my kids asking me questions. We started to talk about things. That's when I started to see, um, you know, my business started turned around almost immediately. Mm. Now it didn't shoot to the moon. Sure. A lot, I had a lot of work to do, a lot of holes to plug, a lot of uh, relationships to repair um, because I was a tyrant. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but 
but I was able to do it, you know, and I went through and I was lucky enough to, that I had wonderful people around me. I had great people in my business who were like, okay, he's coming back. You know, this is the guy we remember. Um, My wife, uh, you know, I, yeah, I really had to work and, and I, and I still do. And I'm, and I try to every day. I mean, the one great thing also that I learned too, was that it doesn't stop. So why would you, right? Right. Like, it's kind of like, Oh, you know, Hey, we got to this point. Now I can stop. Well, no, you can't because tomorrow starts over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, what a great lesson. And boy, I thought I was old enough that I'd already learned all those lessons, <laughs> but I had not Eric. <laughs> So, so, you know, I, I feel really lucky that I got the opportunity. Yeah. I feel really lucky. I mean, like I can remember the time I remember how I was feeling. I remember where I was. I remember when I made the decision and I just it feel really lucky that I made the decision because mm. I could have mm. not. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I don't, and I don't know what pushed me to do it, but I just said, you know what, this is my chance. I'm grabbing on and I'm not letting go. Mm. Mm. And here I am. Yeah. And I'm it's 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 fantastic. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. So we've talked about your personal transformation. I'm gonna turn back now. Let's go talk about your business transformation because I mean yeah. again, what I love about your story it just reaffirms. And if you're gonna redefine success, it starts with you. It's your fault. Everything that's not working is on you, but that's okay. But fault. that's okay. I'm the guy right? in charge. Right. Because I think the one thing that we've missed in this victim culture is when I blame somebody else, then I take the solution out of my own hands. Yeah, I can't fix something that somebody else is doing to me. The only person I can fix is me. Right. Right. The only thing you have control over is what you do, right? That's it. That's it. And guess what? We get to choose what we get to do. And That's we get right. to choose how we behave. And Absolutely. we get to choose the outcome 99% of the time. So Absolutely. I'm like, wow, this is great. I get to choose a lot of things. Right. I'm one of the lucky ones, man. <laughs> yes. It's not to feel that way, but I do feel truly lucky now. You know, I am. I'm one of the luckier guys around. Uh, you know, I get to, uh, I see things through a different lens today than I mm. did then. Mm. You know, and I see things through, I, I'm able to talk about things with my my oldest son and my, my second son that I don't think I could have talked about before. Mm. And the, the other thing that I think is really fantastic that came out of this for me and for our family is that I'm able to share my mistakes with them now. Yeah. And I'm able to say, hey, you know, when I was your age, this is what I did. Don't be like me. You know, I, I mean, my, I think they're getting tired of hearing it because I tell them that all the time. Don't, don't do what I did. Don't make the same mistake. I want you to start from where I left off. I want you to start where my, the top of my shoulders. Yeah. You know, you don't need to start where I started from. I already made all those mistakes. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's boost you guys up. All right. And uh, that's been really, you know, to realize that and to really mean it and really yeah. feel it is awesome. Yeah. It really is. So, so yeah, I think they're tired of hearing me say that. <laughs> I've worn that one out. <laughs> there you go. Let's talk about Fidelis fun because I know a little bit, one of the things that, I'm going to kind of pull out here as we go along. I know a little bit about this fund. I've been watching what's been going on. We've been having conversations. Um, the Fidelis First. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. That's on right. me. Fidelis um, Fund, however you want to say it. Fidelis First. It's FidelisFirst.com. Um, but you're doing something really unique in your approach. You're doing something really unique in the way that you're even seeing this and thinking about this. 
So what I'd love to do is tell my audience the story about kind of maybe how you discovered this, maybe what you saw done wrong or what kind of led you to going, no, there's got to be a different, a better way to do this. But not only that, tell the story because like what the way that you're approaching this is win, win, win. Like how do we make sure that this is a blessing on all fronts? And one of the things, Joe, I'll add, you know, we talk about one of the things that I, I like to look around and just say culturally, like what are people frustrated about? One of the things that I would also say that I feel like people are most frustrated about is that the win-win seems to be going away. Like this idea of win-win, like there's a lot of I win, you lose that seems to be an attitude right now. And there's a frustration, mm-hmm. I think, among um, amongst the younger generation that's like, I don't like I win, you lose. Where did win-win go? And so people like you who are bringing back or putting the spotlight on, yes, we can still do well and still do win-win are champions of our time in a world that's not seeing those stories. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, that, that's a quite an intro. Uh, you, you know, what I'm going to say is like the money is great. You got to have money. Okay. Yep. Money is great, but it's more, it's, it's about more than just money. Yep. And what I figured out over my career is that if I do the right things, the money will come. Hmm. And I had, I had several mentors when I was young and they told me a lot of things. And guess what? I wish I'd listened to them a lot more because I would have speeded up, sped up this process. Sure. But, but the fact is, is that, is that, you know, I, I've always wanted to be more than just me. I've always wanted to be part of something that was more than just me. Yep. And what real estate does is that it, it, it's allowed me to do that. It's allowed mm. me to start that and to feel that way. And so what we look at is, is obviously the numbers tell the story. We're, yep. very, we're a fact-based organization. We deal with facts. It's not like the wind's blowing this way. I think we should buy that. or No, it's all very factual. Uh, we have an algorithm, numbers. Mm-hmm. We got that part down. But the great part about it is, too, is that if you stop and you start asking the extra question, and that extra question may be, you know, we have the money here, but where else can we make a difference that doesn't cost us any? Mm. Where, what other things do we have that we have to offer that other people don't have that don't cost us extra money, mm. but can make a difference? And so I'll give you an example. Um, we've been doing this for years. I just didn't formalize the process until the last few years. It is that, uh, so, uh, you know, uh, my kids were in school, and so the schools always ask us for money. And of course, we want to help out. We want to do our fair share in that. But I am very much like, hey, if you're not helping yourself, why would I write you a check? Right. You know. So if you want to help yourself, I'll be the I'll be your biggest cheerleader. I'll be there with you. I'll help you out. I'll do whatever I can. But if you're not going to help yourself and you're going to just put your hand out, mm, not into it. And so they kind of get in this, they, they've always been, a, they had been in this thing where they just expect the check. And I was like, no, you know what? I'm not going to give you a check, but I'll tell you what, here's what I'll do is uh, how about we give you guys the rights to name the street and you can auction it off. Mm. Mm. And at first, this is in one of our subdivisions. And at first they're him and ha, no, what is that? I want to do that. And it requires effort. You know, yeah. it requires thought and organization. And luckily, I had run into this person at the PTA, and I said, hey, I just donated the right to, to uh, name a street, and they didn't want to auction it off. 
can you believe this? And she says, oh, yes, we do. <laughs> and she took it and ran with it. And guess what? It was their best fundraiser they'd ever had. Wow. They made more money with that. Now, we build subdivisions all the time. We yep. name streets and subdivisions all the time. We yep. name subdivisions all the time. So how great is it for you and your family to go to this auction area? Can you see it? And you're like, wow, that could be Eric's street. How much yeah. would you do that? Right? Yeah. They, they made... I, I think they made about $7,000. Now this was 10 years ago, 11 right. years ago. But it was the month, like I didn't have to write a check for it. Mm. They had to put in some effort to get it. Yep. But guess what? Every time we do work in that jurisdiction again, they're the first people there. Hey, 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 I heard you guys are building a subdivision over here. Would you like to donate the name, the name and street? Or would you like, you know, and since then it's grown and it's changed. Yeah. But that was the very first time. And I just, I remember like, I was in the meeting and I felt very defeated. I felt like mm. they're not hearing me. Yeah. Why am I not saying right? And then when I talked to this other person who was like, oh yeah, I know what this is. We're doing it. And, uh, and the people that bought, the family that bought the name of the street, they paid a lot of money for it. And guess what? They ended up giving it to someone who had a child who died. And mm. so they named the street after him. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it even propelled itself a little bit more. But it's a what a great so it didn't cost us you know I can't it, you can do more you just have to ask the extra question you just have to or I I I tell all of us you know and myself just ask the extra question it'll come yeah. it'll show up you know yep it will uh, it'll present itself and when it does then just be ready to grab it and take well but you you said something there I don't even know if you realize you said but I want to go camp back out on this is one of the keys to really truly carrying a vision is knowing when you're standing on something that is transformational and believing in it, even when the others don't. Well, because you were onto something and you said you felt defeated, but you say that again. I said, I had a gut feeling, right? This is the right thing to do. You guys will do really well with this. Uh, We, I don't need another street named after some of my relatives. (laughs) You know, I, I don't, it just, you know, it, my kids don't need streets named after them. Let's figure out what we can do with this. What a great thing. And yeah. it's, it's kind of become more, uh, that jurisdiction, by the way, too, the, the municipality, they actually ask the people building subdivisions in it now, if they will auction off the name to the street. Wow. And the so you've not only transformed your own, ind- you've transformed an industry. Uh, well, that area. Yeah, for sure. So they, they ask, so it's not, it's not even, uh, it's almost becoming common in that jurisdiction a little bit. We still do it in other places and everywhere else. I mean, everywhere we go, there is something that we have to offer yep. that we can get. And it's just kind of asking the extra question. Um, you know, so for like, we, we've done a lot of light industrial stuff and storage and we give, you know, we'll give uh, storage things to the police, the, the schools, the fire, the you know, organizations that need it temporary. We kind of have put a couple revolving doors in there. So like if they're collecting cans for a senior trip or if they're doing something else, they store them there. Um, you know, we do stuff where we help women's shelter. We did a thing. Uh, we, were, we weren't getting the traffic we wanted through one of our subdivisions. So we said for every person that goes through on this day, we will give 250 bucks to the women's shelter. I mean, it was one of the best fundraisers they'd ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it costs a lot of money. Uh, we can't do it again, <laughs> but, but you know, I didn't, 
I'd rather write the check to them to write it to some marketing firm. Right. right? No, absolutely. You know, and absolutely. And, uh, and, and I mean, they had to, they put it on, they were well organized, they worked their butts off. But, you know, at the end of the day, everyone had a smile. I had a smile. Mm. They had a smile because they had fun doing it. And they had a smile because they raised a ton of money. So why not? So that's the win for others. Right. But you, I want you to talk a little bit just about the way that you look at real estate. Because you and I have had conversations before this. You and I had a conversation yesterday. We had conversations in the past. I mean, you do not look at this the way that others do. But I love the way you think. So maybe kind of give people just an, a high level. Of, I don't want you to, you have to give away all your company secrets, right? This isn't about Joe. But, <laughs> but what is it that you bring to the table that most other people miss, right? What are the things that you see that a lot of people are maybe tunnel vision or whatever that you that I really a story for you. I'm going to share. Yeah, do that. And, and if I've shared this with you before, I'm sorry. But uh, but By, uh, you haven't shared it with my listeners, so you're going to get the year's 2009. Can you remember 2009? What's going on? I in do. Yep. It was a meltdown, right? Yep. Real estate became a four letter word. Like you're what real estate? Click. You know. Yeah. Uh, so we're sitting there and we have our projects and we're we're where we thought we would be and everything's fine. But I started to look around and I'm like, hey, guess what? Somebody is making money in real estate right now. Mm. And it's not where we're at. You know, uh, what do we do? How, how do I figure this out? Mm. And so we kind of came up, we, we didn't kind of, we came up with a process and a system to figure out where real estate's going to do well mm. and where it's doing well right now. Mm. And what we do is we call that the wealth curve. And so we go to markets where, uh, and this is a proven system. It's data driven. It is not Joe saying, I like Bend, Oregon, or I like, you know, yeah. Dana Point, California. No, it's data driven. Yeah. And we only go to the top performing markets. And our goal is to enter a market when it's starting the wealth curve. And what the wealth yeah. curve is, is where it's double digit appreciation. Okay. And what I can tell you is that that double digit appreciation will last three to five years. Mm. So what we used to do is we would just go and say, oh, there's a need for this over there. And we'd get some light numbers on it and say, yeah, let's go. Let's build it. Okay. So we would go and build it. And that's great. But what I found out is that if I'm going and I'm building projects where the wealth curve is beginning, well, not only do we have the margin that we make on the project, but then we get the appreciation on it as well. And it turbocharges our returns. Wow. And it makes it so that uh, you can make mistakes. Mm. We don't try to make mistakes, but guess what? It's life. Everyone yeah. makes a mistake. There's always a mistake somewhere. And if you're in a market that's appreciating that rapidly, uh, you know, time cures everything. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so how many, so Fidelis first and what you're doing there right now, how many years have you kind of been doing this? I mean, so 2009 so, so at least. Fidelis first, Fidelis first is new. Okay. Yep. This is, this is something I put together to take advantage of this yep. and to, invite like-minded people okay. to, to come in and work with us. Um, yeah. The one thing I want to say too, which I, I think is really important is that everything I do, my money's at stake. Mm. I, 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 <clears throat> um, I'm going to go back to another story here. I had, a, I had um, an aunt and she worked as a teacher or it, she wasn't a teacher. I think she was a, a counselor. She worked for yeah. a lot of years. 
And uh, she sat down and she's retiring. She says, she says, I, I just, I'm not gonna have enough money to live. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, mm-hmm. I said, well, Hey, let's, let's just go down. Let me take a look at your accounts. What's going on here. And so we sat down and we went through it and I just couldn't believe how little money she made. Mm-hmm. And this is with, uh, you know, traditional wall street and, yep. and, you know, I'm sure some people make a lot. She didn't. Yeah. And I said, you know, wait a second, I I'm going to do something different. We're going to do something. I'll set you up here. And so we were able to do something where I made money, she made money, but I only made money when she made money yep. and my money was at risk with her money. Yep. And then a light bulb went off and said, wait a minute, I, I did this with her. I can do this with a lot of other people. Yeah. And so we started doing it with pe- people would ask me, Hey, I heard you're doing this. Can I try it out? How does it work? And so it kind of organically slowly grew from there. And so now we fast forward to this point in time and we've just created Fidelis First. And it's it's an opportunity to allow other people, like-minded people yep. who want to do more than just make money. Uh, I mean, money's important. Don't give me no, money. absolutely. It's a function, but we can also do more at the same time and not have it cost us more money. Right. You know, so so uh, that's why we started Fidelis First. And that's, that's where awesome. we're at today. Like you said, it's win, 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 right? Right. Absolutely. You win, your clients Absolutely. win, the community wins. The other thing too is that it's bigger than me, right? Yeah. It's, it's you, if you're in with us and, and we're in and we do something good together, guess what? We just made a difference for somebody else that we don't even know mm. somewhere else where we're not even connected to. Yeah. And that kind of, I believe that all that kind of comes back in the universe. I know that sounds weird and no, absolutely. Guy, no, no. but, but, but it does like the universe, it comes back and it's great. It comes back. Um, yeah, there's, there's been some real, I have some really good stories about some different things that have happened. Uh, but I'm super excited about Fidel's first because it allows other people to come in with us and I don't charge a fee, uh, because my money's in it as well. It allows me to do a lot more than I could just yeah. do with my money. Right. Yeah. So it's bigger than me. That's what that's I love. Fantastic. That's the other thing I love about it. That's fantastic. Joe, we're gonna we got probably about five to ten more minutes. Um couple of questions. One is is there anything that you haven't got to tell inside of your story? Um, that you're just like, man, I hope I get a chance to say this that I haven't asked you yet. I would say, you know, I, I would talking to the people who are struggling out there who are business yeah. owners. Yeah, we're struggling and they just like, maybe you don't feel that there's hope because I, I really didn't feel that there was hope. I, I just want to say that there is. And mm. I want to say that it's not easy. It's hard, but owning your own business is hard. Yep. You know, so you've already been through the struggle, but man, it's worth it. <laughs> is. I tell you what, to get your family back, to get your wife back, to get your kids back, it's worth it. Um, yeah. That's what I really want to say is it's worth it. It's worth the struggle. I mean, I had to go through a lot of stuff and it was hard and it was hard for the people around me, Yeah, (laughs) but it was hard, but it was, it's all been worth it. I mean, now we're, we're living in a great place, smiles on our faces. We're, you know, every, every day it's kind of like, I can't believe you live here. Look outside. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Look at that. It's fantastic. So yeah, I want to say that that's real important. Um, The other thing I want to say too, is that, you know, real estate people, it's called an alternative investment, but I want to say this, uh, everything you do touches real estate. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know how that's alternative. The other <laughs> thing I want to say too is that you can't pick real estate up and stick it in your back pocket and walk away with it. Yeah. All right. So, and then if if somebody tweets something bad, it's not going to ruin real estate. Yeah. Might ruin a company, but it's not <laughs> real estate. <laughs> so, you, you know, those kind of things, it kind of just tells you like there's some elasticity there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. That's beautiful. I, I'm going to add one other thing that we talked about earlier, but if you're struggling in business, stop trying to solve business problems. It's just, you do not, no one on this call that has a business problem has a business problem. Right. You, you right. have a different you problem. You just don't know it yet. You just don't know it yet. You don't know it. Hey, Joe, one of my favorite questions, what book other than the Bible would you recommend people pick up and read? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, um, I have a couple, uh, I would say probably one of the better books that I've picked up was it's called the road, less stupid. Mm-hmm. And what that taught me was how to ask the right question mm-hmm. to myself <laughs> so it could get the right answer because I was asking all kinds of wrong questions and getting wrong answers. So there you definitely, go. I definitely, uh, love that. Um, the big leap, um, that's mm-hmm. about organizing your internal operating system and organizing your mind in how to include other people and how to build something bigger than you, which I love. Mm. Um, I also love the book living with a seal. It's a little bit crazy, um, but it, it talks about living by a code, the mm. seal guy that moved in with this family. I mean, they're nuts for even doing it, but <laughs> You can tell that they got so much out of it that it was crazy, you know, because this guy would be like, oh, it's 5 a.m. We got to go out and run 45 miles, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. So that was great. But uh, the last thing I want to share, though, book, though, the, the number one, I would say for me is, is um, and it's because I do it with my kids and it's it's every man a leader. Mm. And we take one week and we do a module. Yeah. And we don't do it every week. But uh my kids have gotten so much out of it and I've learned so much about them and they've learned so much about me Mm. that it's a great discovery. It's more like, it's not a book you would sit down and just read. It's more like an activity um, thing you do with someone. You know about it, Eric. I know know about it. It's it's actually, it's authored by our good friend, Sam Falsafi. Um, That is a great book. It is a great book. I I get a lot out of that. uh, And I do it with each kid individually different yeah. times. So mm-hmm. oh, that's it's, good. Uh, it's been awesome. It's been, it, 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 it's thought provoking and it opens them up. Mm. So, that's powerful. That's powerful. Hey, Joe, if anybody is listening today and is like, man, I, I'd love this. I want to know more about Fidelis first. I want to know more about Joe. I want to know more about how I can just dig into more information. How would you recommend that they get in touch with you or find out more about you or. So if they're interested in real estate, or even if, so I, we produce a newsletter that, and I, I use the term newsletter uh, loosely because it's really about market insights and how to look at markets and mm. what facts, what different facts are telling you in markets. And then we also talk about markets we've been in. I won't tell you where we're going, but I'll tell you where <laughs> we've been. <laughs> and and uh, so if you, if you go to fidelisfirst.com and you put your email in, you'll be signed up for that newsletter. So it, it talks about real estate, but it talks about um, it's not a fluff. So it's not like a show you watch on television because a lot of that is not really how real estate works. Yeah. Um, I know we'd like to think it does work that way, but it doesn't. 
<laughs> and, and, and so this is more nuts and bolts, more factual uh, information. And then if I, I'm also on there, um, my email is joek at fidelisfirst.com. So I'm real simple. I answer all my own emails. They all come to me. I actually even answer my own phone. <laughs> so, um, and, and I love to talk about real estate. I love real estate. I mean, I just, it has is, it is provided so much opportunity for me. It's provided so much opportunity for the people that I work with, for the people who work in our companies. I mean, it's just provided so much. So, uh, you know, if you want to talk about real estate, I would, I'd be the guy who'd be like, yeah, let's talk about real estate for uh, So like, anyone who's listening, you need to give Joe a call or that, I'm not going to give his phone number out here, but get in touch with him via email. At least go to the website. It's F-I-D-E-L-I-S first, all one word.com, Fidelis first. Um, Joe, thank you so much for being on the show. It was just a great time. The time thank went you. super quick, um, but I'm so appreciative of you. I'm appreciative of your heart. And I just love, again, we call this the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I love the way that you are rethinking this from a kingdom perspective. Um, keep do, Keep doing the good work. Keep yeah, doing thanks. the good work. Well, I'm rethinking my part. But you're rethinking everybody's part by having us all on, right? Yeah. So that's awesome. So it's awesome. Thanks very well, much, Larry. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show, Joe. Until next time, God bless you. We'll see you then. Eric L. Dunavit here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericldunavant.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned. If you know anyone that should be a guest on our show, we would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, visit www.ericl360.com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off. Until next time.